Welcome to the Fast Forward Podcast, the series that's dedicated to answering the challenges that keep entrepreneurs awake at night. I'm your host, Patricia Keating, Executive Director at Tech Manchester. With around 2 billion monthly users on Facebook, it's the most popular social media platform. But if you want your business to stand out among the other 50 million other businesses that are using the site, you're going to need a pretty decent marketing strategy. So we've brought somebody in today who's going to be able to help with all that. Zoe Wallace is director at Agent Academy, which along with Extraordinary Club, have partnered with Facebook to deliver a digital skills program right across the Northwest. Welcome, Zoe. Hi. Thank you. We're really pleased to have you with us today, and uh, we'd like to um, really explore why we've brought you in today to talk to us about digital skills. So, Zoe, tell us a little bit about you and your career um, in marketing and a bit about Agent Academy. Okay, so... Currently, I'm the director of Agent Academy, and Agent Academy was set up about four and a half years ago to tackle the the big gap that is 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 kind of prevalent at the moment between young people leaving education, you know, university education, and being ready to hit the ground running in in the digital industries and, and within digital roles within traditional businesses as well. So the point of Agent Academy is to um, take a group of 12 young people, as it is at the moment, on a journey, um, teach them about strategy, about creative, digital marketing, about um, campaigns, aspects of marketing as well, and then to land them at their first job. So that's what I do. And um, what, what gave you that idea? Tell us a bit about you and your career background. Before Agent Academy, before I went to Agent Academy to be the director there, I worked um, for years in different marketing roles. Um, the last job I did before Agent Academy was working in training and development at O2. So mm-hmm. it was it was a tech role, really, with a big tech kind of, obviously, telecommunications, but, you know, in a training capacity. So I loved training and I loved getting involved in um, training teams as well, store teams, about what the next tech solutions that were coming through um, like all tech companies O2 is really about innovating to f- and pushing forward so you know launching 4G then was a massive mm. thing for us and and also finding about how you know things like AI and, and different solutions can t- can start to move the customer journey forward so um, I worked for O2 for a, a, about four or five years before that I've worked in lots of different roles I've worked in event management um, and in, in online marketing um, roles as well when online marketing was really just a website um, you know with with no functionality so I started off really in, in that capacity looking at you know just online marketing as as uh, when it I feel like it's years ago now but when it just was websites yeah so you've been in digital marketing since its infancy, right through to what it is today? Yeah, really. And it's weird, isn't it? Because I never really identified myself as like a particularly techy digital person. But then your career just takes this path and then you realise that you really are. So yeah. um, so even though I wouldn't describe myself as a techie, when I look back, I kind of have got quite a lot of insight um, from different roles and, and it just takes that path. So yeah. So Asian Academy and Extraordinary Club have partnered with 
Facebook. Can you tell us a bit about that and what you're doing there? Absolutely, yeah. So um, last year, you know, middle to last year, Facebook decided that they wanted to develop something that was, I suppose, giving back really and, you know, targeting younger people. Although at the moment, the Facebook Digital Skills Training Programme is for anyone over 18. But there was this also, like with Agent Academy and our, our mission really to reach those younger people, um, Facebook has also, you know, realised that tech moves so quickly and digital's moving so quickly and actually there's a need to upskill and who's doing that upskilling because often um you know universities and colleges can struggle to keep up so they can teach a bit but actually who better to tell people about what the new developments are and what the tools are of the trade for digital than the people in the industry themselves so very similar to Agent Academy's philosophy, mm. Facebook decided, well, we should do something. We should roll out um, a training program, and it's a Europe-wide training program. So they're rolling this out in Poland, Spain, France, the UK, um, you know, right across the board. And and obviously, then Facebook has thought, well, how do we do that? So they're working with you know country partners first of all, and. We, we are and we were the first UK partner together with the Extraordinary Club to, to um, I suppose, you know, win the contract with Facebook, then also go through their train the trainer programs and, and be upskilled in the, in, the, in the content that they want us to deliver out. So by November last year, we were ready to roll as, as the first UK training partner for this program. That's so exciting. How did that collaboration come about? Because there must be a story there in terms of how you've gone from Asian Academy to being the first UK Facebook training partner. Yeah, it's weird, actually. I think, well, there was obviously a process there, and but often it's just what you have on the grapevine and this this thing's coming up. And um, Dawn from the Extraordinary Club has got a history of working, you know, in, in massive organisations. Like she worked at um, for Nintendo for many years as the mark, um, you know, really senior in marketing there, and, and it's got contacts of Facebook. So it's one of them. I think in this industry, it's, it's kind of big, but it's also quite small. So we heard on the great band that there was an opportunity, and then when it came through, um, and we and we went to pitch for for the opportunity, it was so in line with what we were doing already. Mm. And I think that's what Facebook was really looking for. Is, you know organizations that are already doing, doing this it. stuff um and, and you know we've added that into our toolkit of what we're offering so that's that's brilliant for us to have this brilliant you know brand that we're working alongside but also brilliant for facebook as well to be able to get the reach into communities and into yeah. you know that grassroots you know we're reaching out young people at universities but we're doing lots and, and lots of things across the board working with businesses as well to bring this training into the heart of you know the, the digital industries across the northwest so you know for facebook it's great because they wouldn't have that reach without yeah. or, or, you know partners like us it's really nice that they're recognizing sort of the regional collaborations instead mm. of trying to go out and do it, do it again on their own so this podcast is for entrepreneurs who are getting their businesses off the ground and um, are having to spin lots of different plates, marketing, digital marketing, content, all being some of them. There isn't, but there isn't a one size fits all to social marketing. Um, where do where do people like that who are just trying to get their first kind of um, presence online? Where do they start? Yeah, it's challenging, isn't it? And I think it can be quite daunting as well for you know, startups to think, like you just said, so many things going on and, you know, the things that you need to think about, it's everything as, as an entrepreneur. So I would, I would say, where do you start? Well, you know what it's about, first of all, 
understands and what, what you're trying to do. I think there's no point, you know, I could imagine it feeling quite overwhelmed as an entrepreneur and then feeling like you have to do everything and have you know, a presence on every single social platform and, you know, be producing lots of content and to be putting stuff out there. And that in itself is a full-time job, you know, and some. So it's, I think by trying to spread yourself too thinly as an entrepreneur is the really the wrong answer. So I'd, I'd say that as a, you know, word of caution, first of all, don't just try to do it all. Do something, the stuff that you do needs to matter and be the right thing. So I think where you start, you need to understand who you're talking to and who your audience is. And, you know, that's across the board with marketing. So I think a lot of the stuff that happens in social marketing and online marketing is just the same principles as what we're doing offline as well. So for entrepreneurs, it's about not being feeling daunted by the fact that it's it's digital. Well, actually, it's just exactly the same. You know, pretty soon we'll stop talking about all of these things as separate things and it'll mm. all just be marketing or how do we reach and talk to our, our customers Um mm understanding your customer is the first place to start because understanding your customer means that you can understand how and when and you know what they want to hear from you what how you want to communicate with them um, and your customer won't be on every single social platform either because they've got lives as well and they <laughs> will hopefully if you, unless your customer is like some you know social influencer who's really committed to their social media presence they'll probably exist on a couple of platforms primarily, so you need to be on those platforms. So Facebook, you know, your customer might be on Facebook, and in which case go to Facebook. They might be Instagram users. You know, you might want to use LinkedIn for some things, but it's about, first of all, understanding your customer and understanding where they are and then going to that place to speak to them, not just trying to go across the board. Um, so let's talk a bit more about that. Um, you're talking about the customer and essentially that's your, your audience. How do you go about pinpointing that and knowing where they're sort of consuming content or existing on social? How do you go about doing that? Yeah, I think the thing is, like the science to this, I think the first point is to just go and speak to the types of people that, you know, are your audience. People often can become quite detached from from that, you know, the, the essence of any businesses you're trying to fill a need you know so whatever your product or service is or whatever your campaign is there's usually it's come about because there's a need for it for so and that need comes from that audience so going to speak to the audience and find and it doesn't have to be like hundreds and hundreds of people but even if you're just engaging with five ten people saying what do you think about this and it could be friends it could be people that you know you're trying to target it's priceless actually to have those types of conversations and to do that type of engagement with mm. your customer because the stuff that comes back is stuff that you don't know off the top of your head and you might not have even thought about so I would say for any entrepreneur don't underestimate the power of speaking directly to your audience and mm. finding out from them first of all and then you need to take it a step further there are definitely other things that you can you can do so there's a tool um, a Facebook tool actually called um, Facebook Audience Insights and it's used um, predominantly to, to profile your audience when you're doing Facebook advertising. But it can be so useful even when you're not doing Facebook advertising. So I would say go to Facebook Audience Insights when you want to take that next step and have a look at what that tool does. So first of all, if you were to say, well, my audience are, you know, my audience is women 
18 to 30 um, for a skincare product, I don't know. Um, you, you start to put those demographics in and, and then you can pinpoint locations, you know, are you selling online or is it actually, what is the area? And then from that, you know, Facebook audience insights, they've got so much data on, you know, behaviours and what other brands your audience would like and, you know, where they go shopping and what their favourite websites are. And you can find out so much about that audience profile and really build a picture from there. I found it fascinating. I could spend, maybe I'm just a stalker, I don't know. <laughs> I could spend like hours and hours um, just really getting under the skin of who those audience, you know, those behaviours and stuff. So a great place to go to to get a bit of deeper insight, definitely. I've seen an, an infographic recently on, on Twitter and it was demonstrating sort of what each of the different platforms can know about you. So it was like Google knows about this much, um, you know, Twitter knows this much, but Facebook literally knew everything, knows everything about you. Like it, it was, yeah. <laughs> in some ways, scary. I can think if you use it in the right way, it can we be We don't like to powerful. think about that too much. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so let's talk a bit more about, um, you know, social social marketing. But, you know, it's, it's driven by uh, their money-motivated platforms, whether it's Facebook or LinkedIn or, um, mm. uh, you know, Instagram or whatever it might be. Um, the entrepreneurs who are kicking their businesses off for the first time, they're, they're self-funding these most mm. of the time. They're bootstrapping uh, to get these businesses off the ground. And when they've got to that point where they have a product or a service and they want to get it out there, um, they have to think about, do they have a budget? And if they have a budget, you know, making sure that every spent penny that they spend is, is accounted for and is, is they're eking the maximum value out of it. How do they go about sort of planning a monthly budget into any of those social platforms and sort of like typically what kind of sort of, um, sort of budgets should they be expecting to invest into it? Yeah, so first of all, I suppose that the crucial thing is, is that as well as there being that ads element, social um, media marketing is also, there's also a massive free element. Mm-hmm. So I think for anybody starting out I'd definitely get that platform set up and get you you know feeling confident that the stuff that you're doing you know that isn't paid is working for you and is you know you're confident with it and your contents you know you're pleased with how it looks and things like that and then taking that to the next level and starting to think about well now we're gonna you know invest more into into ads what's great actually about social media advertising is, is often it's it's pay per click or it's pay per see it's you know every time somebody sees your content then you know you, you'll be paying for how much it's served up to potential customers so it means that unlike you know traditional advertising in the past imagine putting a, you know I, I've worked in newspaper advertising as well for a while and putting a, an advert in the newspaper was a little bit of a kind of you know you're relying on the fact that that newspaper went out to x amount of people mm-hmm. But you didn't know whether that person was going to turn to page seven or and see your ads, and you didn't know what they thought when they saw it. Um, so this is quite, you know, amazing, really, that we're in a position as an as, as startup entrepreneurs that when we do advertise through social platforms, you are understanding exactly what's going on in terms of your interactions. And I would say that starts really, really small. So you know, you can advertise for as little as actually as little as two pounds a day on on some of these platforms you know mm. and yet you might not be reaching mass mass audiences but i would say start small and and set your budget low and then test and and understand well did that work how many people interacted with the content you know there is a bit of a science to to getting it right and there's there's a balance so actually 
it might be about your audience. So say, you, for example, you've set your audience as, I want this type of person to see my advert. And you're serving that advert up and you've spent your budget of five pounds that day to serve your ad up to that type of person and then nobody clicks through to your website or clicks through to buy your product then you can say well I've got a bit of a problem here like actually that was a waste of money you know Mm -hmm. you can or is it that you need to show it to more people so what I'm trying to say without being able there is no answer you know how much should you set I think but you can start really really low and then you can build it up from there and I would say that it's unlike any other advertising platform really where you can understand if you've got the time to dedicate to really getting them to understand how successful your ad is and and why it's been successful Mm -hmm. all of the information is there so it's quite brilliant in that way when you were talking about the free um platforms and and the ways they can use um social media for free um Mm -hmm. could you explain a bit more about that in terms of where they would start with that piece before they moved on to the pay for stuff yeah i think um well, I suppose it's it's networks, isn't it? So it's you know just like any networks, it's an online network. So it's about how do you put stuff out there in terms of your content that people will want to. It's also social, so it's social networks. Yeah. So it's about people <laughs> networks, and it's about people wanting to be social and share stuff. So when you're talking about setting up a free, you know, Facebook or Instagram account, you do that, and then you start with the people that are in your offline networks. You know, so you can get them to get online and, and get onto, you know, your your social platform and, and, and like it or um, follow you. And then from there, putting the content out that you're encouraging people to share. And and that's about how you tell your content. So so starting off, it is a case of, you know, getting the people that are in your existing networks to go to your platform. And then it's about how you build that and get them to, you know, engage more people. So it's about engaging, like building your Facebook page, building your LinkedIn company page, building all your Instagram company page and start to sort of organically grow. Yeah, definitely. And, that and adds you know, value. That's of interest that helps them. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, completely. And, you know, when we're looking at content, there's different. I mean, if in terms of content, there's, there's different things that and we, we get this through the training as well. The Facebook digital skills training There's different things that we can do with content. So. On social, it's about making it easy to understand. So, you know, if you're looking at... The, there's a there's a acronym. Mm-hmm. It's right. Oh, an we love an acronym. <laughs> East, it's East. So it's easy, it's attractive, it's social, and it's timely. So try to remember that. And so actually sensor check and the stuff that you're putting out with that type of thing. So is it easy... You know, sometimes you can know stuff because it's your... You can understand something, but share it to somebody else and say, does that make sense? Yeah. I do that constantly. I, you know when you're putting stuff out on social, like you put it out there and then it's out there. So getting it sensor checked by people um, before you do that, especially when you're starting out before, as you're getting into the right tone of voice of what you, how you should be sounding online, making sure that it's accurate as well. You know, there's nothing worse than seeing, you know, spelling mistakes and, you know, issues with grammar and things like that. It can, it can affect credibility. So I think making sure that your content is accurate, that it makes sense. So so that's the first point. It's it's easy and it's easy to understand. And then attractive. So yeah, if you're putting out rubbish pictures, then people might look at that and think it's not that attractive. It's a bit of a rubbish picture. I wouldn't encourage too much to use stock imagery because sometimes that can feel a bit too polished and a bit too disconnected from what you're doing. But if you can, you know, just you, you know, take time to make sure the composition of the picture that you're 
um, putting out there looks okay and is, you know, it's, it's attractive to people. And then social, in terms of what does social mean? Well, how is it shareable? You know, there's, there's things that you can do where you can encourage people to tag people into your posts if that you think a friend would like this. Or, you know, how do you engage other audiences mm. into that post? And also you can tag people in pictures, which is often used as a way to alert other other organisations that this is something that you want to see. So how do you make sure that you're putting a post out there that isn't social, so you're not engaging the content with other organisations or people that you want to attract to it actually is a bit of a waste of time because you're not amplifying that message. So I think every post you're making sure that it's social. And then finally, what does timely mean? So um, is it the right time of day? You know, obviously there, there are other technicalities. So there are, are algorithms that, that, you know, have influence on how people see their content and stuff like that nowadays. But also, is it timely in terms of time of year? Are you hooking on to things that are happening externally? So, for example, we've got what well, we've got. We've just had Valentine's Day, you know, and you can do a lot of stuff around these special days that are happening. Yeah. You know, world's biggest pizza day or whatever the other days are. You know, every day there's probably a special day that's being celebrated. And then looking at hashtags and how you can hook your content into you know, what is happening externally to make sure that actually it is timely and it's something that's current and that other people on face on socials are looking at as well. So, uh, you know, something like that, using that acronym to censor check your content and make sure it's right is something that you can do for free and you can do it on, on the free social platforms. Yeah. Um, some of the, your acronym just echoed um, exactly the advice that we heard from our producer, Sarah Bellew, and Kimberly Waldron from Sky Parlour. We did our podcast was mm. on getting your business noticed by the press and those very simple things, um, spelling, grammar, you know, short, timely, um, topical, relevant, um, all of those things were all the advice that they gave us um, mm. last week. And that's a really good point as well when we're talking about press and amplifying the message. You know, everybody uses social, so I find that the Twitter, for example, is brilliant for those more business-to-business press contacts as well, are great for you for Twitter. And if you're putting stuff out there that is hooking people in, you know, it might not be that you have to sit down and write a press release anymore. You could just put out a really fantastic post that is shining a light on your business. And in just those limited characters, you could get in a journalist phoning you up yeah. saying, oh, can we, can we do a story on this? So how fantastic is that? Is that that... You know, you don't have to jump through hoops. Actually, the people that you want to engage with, whether that be journalists or yeah. other, you know, big investors or whoever it is, are all there as well. It's amazing, yeah. really. Um, and so it's it's not that hard to go directly to the to those people because, after all, they are just people and they're people that have got jobs to do and they're using these social platforms for those reasons as well. So that's amazing, yeah. Yeah. And I think you've just nailed it on the head because we do have a podcast coming up with an incredibly successful um, YouTube um, or, well, he's on all kind of video platforms, but he hasn't spent one penny um, on marketing, yet he's had press con- coverage all over the world, mm. um, like literally all over the world, South America, Australia, um, Saudi, like everywhere. And he and it's just because of the kind of content that they're generating through their Amazing. channels. Yeah. So content and creating that content which is um not necessarily free to produce but free to post by using the sort of organic sort of channels um is there but then if you do want to move on to um using ads how do you go about creating 
engaging ads it's that kind of sales funnel isn't it where you kind of had the sort of eight pieces of engagement for a customer buy so you you yeah. create the the cat video and then you send them a white paper on cats and you know and yeah. then you start putting in ads about cat products you know that kind of thing yeah. for any sort of cat owners by the way this is we'd be targeting <laughs> our cat owners um you know how to when they go to that point where they want to create engaging paid ads you know what would be the sort of guide on that yeah, so you've just mentioned like a like a sales funnel or whatever. Mm. You know, it's that. It's just it's the traditional stuff that we do offline, which is what we do online as well. So I suppose um, when you're thinking about our ads, I think having that awareness raised and so people start to, you know, you could be going past an advert every day and and seeing it, but whether you're engaging with it is another thing. So looking at your ads and saying, right, okay, the aware is the awareness going to be there? So does it? Is it striking? Can we see that it's my brand? And all of those things is the first point. But then how do you make it engaging? So, you know, video content obviously is, is super engaging. Um, people, young people just love memes. I've done loads of research recently about, like, with young audience groups and they're just um we say what do you want to see what content do you want to see and it's for big clients who are trying to engage with younger kinds of audiences and they just say memes so basically i don't know how that helps but you know young you know people do love memes um and and what what are they so yeah how do you hook people in you know yeah in order to then have the, you know, the more kinds of the, the call. I think every post needs to have some sort of serious call to action because how do you expect somebody to take action if you're not giving them Tell an them action to take, you yeah. know? So I think that that's really important. I see a lot of um, people putting content out there, but, you know, if you're a business, then what's the point? Yeah. What, what is the point of the piece of, um, if, if you're putting an advert out, what's the point of the ad? You know, what do you want to achieve ultimately? So I think there needs to be an action, and you know, and and that's in the sales funnel as well. You funnel them t- down to take an action. Um, so how do you make it really easy for them to hit that button or call you up or whatever that is? And I think having that clear, you know, call to action there is really important, especially when you talk about advertising. What else? So I think. In terms of engaging ads, there's there's so much you can do with with the different platforms as well. In terms of, like I said, playing around with content and so making sure that you're, you know, you can split how you serve content up. So you can have one that's a video. You could have um an, another ad in the same group as being an image. You could have something that was very you know audience focused. I think people really relate when they see people that they relate to in a post, hmm. um, then they respond. So you know, in a, in a Facebook ads campaign, you might have the same message going out with, you know, four different images, and then you just see which one's the most engaging. And from all of the, you know, work that I've done around Facebook advertising, I think what I've noticed is, is if you've got a video in there, people are engaging with it, you know. But then again, they're not going to watch a video that's very long. So it's about how you get your message into and what the video is doing. And also, has the video got that call to action as well? So yeah. how, how are you taking people through? So, yeah. I think um, the social platforms must know that I engage with pretty pictures of dresses mm-hmm. with the words shop now underneath it, especially on Instagram. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> so as entrepreneurs, we're now in that place where we've done our free stuff. We've started um, investing a little bit of money to do some testing and creating some ads. And But we need to... We need to understand then what difference does that make? And as you said, you know, the power of digital is that it offers something very much more sort of in-depth compared to the likes of um, newspaper uh, marketing Mm. because you can tell 
sort of how, how things are doing. So mo monitoring and measuring success, you know, that's how we iterate uh, is a, a yeah. common word used in, in tech and improve and improve our, our performance. So what would be your advice around that? So I think obviously there's, there's lots of tools that are out there to use and it, it can take time and it can, you know, take time to sit down and just get your head around how this all works and also um, what the analytical tools are telling you about how your content's performing and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I think my advice would be to definitely measure everything and then also understand what those outcomes so say for example you're putting an ad, ad out there and, and you're you know dedicating a, a, a budget a daily budget or a you know a campaign budget then the clicks that you're getting through how are they translating so then it might be going over to google analytics and actually looking at what what your website's doing mm -hmm. and measuring absolutely everything it's crucial because actually only by doing that are you are you there's no point in having all of these tools and then putting budgets to, you know, pay for the advertising and then for it to make nothing in the end, what's the point? So I think understanding how that translates right the way through. And can you do that by using the different platforms, analytical tools? So if I did put an advert on Instagram, for example, which was shop now, which was click through to my site, can I then switch over to Google Analytics and actually track that specific yeah, click through absolutely. to see what happened to it? Yeah, completely. So you can see, you know, how then that comes into your website and then if that's coming into your website from that inst Instagram ad, then yeah. what's happening once it lands on your yeah. site? So therefore, um, they... And, and you, it w would also be about where you are taking that. So if it was the example that you're using as a, like a um, fashion e-commerce site, yeah. you're clicking on the shop now, where does it take them? So does it take them to a homepage? Or Nothing you, more annoying. <laughs> or I you, give up immediately you, if it doesn't take me to the dress. Exactly. Click off again. Or are you using the insight that you've got to, to really tailor that experience? So you mm -hmm. think about the user's experience. And user experience is massive now, like... And it, but it's always, always been big. It's always been, you know, a thing that, you know, offline retailers have thought about how does a, you know, a person shop and come into a shop and how do they experience the shop. So it's just the same thing really online. So what is happening to, to your customer or the person that you're engaging with and what happens to them when they click through. So you could be bringing them into your site and then actually the content that you're serving up there is not doing the trick and then they leave, you know. Yeah. So... You know, then it goes on to, well, what, what's happened on, on your website and things like that. And it doesn't always have to stay online, by the way. So you could, your call to action, you know, what you're asking them to do is get in touch or, yeah. you know, you could be asking them to sign up to an event or whatever that is. So whatever the call to action is, you're just measuring it by was you successful and ultimately... You know, whatever your bottom line is, whether that be sales or people joining your campaign or people attending your events, so whatever your bottom line is, is it impacting on your bottom line? And it, and with social media advertising and social media activity, marketing activity, you can measure all of that. You know what I mean? So it's it's amazing in that sense. Um, yeah, I feel like we've just heard an immense amount of advice and guidance in terms of social. Uh, digital marketing and I don't know how you would ever wrap that up but um, we've just talked a lot about call to action so if we have a call to action for entrepreneurs out there tonight today to kind of wrap up um, our conversation what would be your call to action slash top tips you know three five things that they could go away and immediately sort of implement okay so I think um, I suppose the first piece of advice would be 
don't be afraid to get started. And I think sometimes when there is a bit of an unknown, it, it can feel a bit daunting and we're all guilty of this. We can put it off and go, I'm not going to do it. So my first piece would be to start. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then also, like I said at the beginning, don't try to do everything and don't feel overwhelmed by, you know, the internet is huge. <laughs> And, you know, there's, there's there's a statistic about this. There's more computers, there's more machines connected to the internet than there are people in the world. So, obviously, that's massive. But That's frightening. Yeah, it is, but it's also an amazing opportunity. Skynet is coming. <laughs> but the opportunity that that means is immense, you know what I mean? So, actually, you've got this open door yeah. to everybody in the world, basically, as your potential customer. Wow, it's amazing. So, you know, don't be overwhelmed by that fact and actually think, well, well, what can I do? And I think everything you do, make sure it's great, you know. So for me, it's it's about it's not about quantity, it's about the quality of the stuff that you are putting out there because then you can build from that. And, um, and don't be afraid to be looking outside. You know, it's all, all about as much as social media content you're producing, you're putting out there, I would say... And, it's about listening as well and it's about looking what else is going on. So I think the worst mistake that you can make is thinking that it's about you pushing stuff out. It's actually a two-way conversation. So the more you listen and the more you look at what else is happening and who's doing this really well, whether that be somebody that's doing it well in your field, and you know, it might be a direct com you know, competition, or it might be just in another. Who else is, is trying to target the similar audience to you? that's out there you know so I would say I feel like I'm not giving top tips now I'm just going on on a bit of a rant but um I would say definitely don't think about this as you pushing stuff out there definitely think about it as a two-way conversation and about listening as an entrepreneur about what else is happening on social and then learning from that take it slow I would say and make sure that yeah you put in content out that's quality and you take it slow and then you'll ramp up eventually. There's no rush and I think getting it right is important as well. So, yeah. So starting, starting slow, learning as you go, testing, collecting data and yes. expanding from there. Thank you for wrapping that up for <laughs> me in a few, few words. That's great. Um, we're very lucky that um, you're going to actually bring the digital skills program with Facebook to Manchester. Um, you're going to come on campus here at UK Fast to actually help the entrepreneurs so anyone that's interested could come along do you want to tell us quickly a wee bit about that yeah brilliant so we'll be delivering the digital skills facebook training program that's definitely what it's called in a mixed up way um on the 25th of march and it's open to your entrepreneurs people that yep. are involved and it'll be a, a three-hour session where we go uh, we'll, we'll cover innovation what is design thinking how do you understand your audiences so we're taking techniques that the likes of whatsapp use all every single day and most tech companies do um, and bringing them to you by the end of the innovation session by the way we've prototyped an app so <laughs> it's only like an hour long and you'll be like demoing an app by the end so that's great and then other things a massive focus on social media marketing and just general web tool to web tools and how they can be used for businesses so it's it's like a three and a half four hour session and, and in that time it's crammed with amazing content that you know is a lot to take in but also yeah. definitely I think anybody even if you've got a, a basic understanding of of digital and, and you're already using different platforms 
you know, when I did the train the trainer and, and we were all trained up as a team to, to li- deliver this, we all learned something. So yeah. there's de- definitely something there for everybody. Yeah. Um, well, it sounds like an amazing session and uh, we've got quite a few people already signed up to it. Uh, for the listeners, um, hopefully this podcast has given you a taster and certainly things to, to go away with. Um, if you'd like to sign up to that workshop, you'll find that on the Tech Manchester website under the events or you'll also find it on Eventbrite. Um, so collectively with just this podcast and the workshop, we hope that that's answered your social media questions and that you'll get a better night's sleep. Thank you. Present like the fear from the world.